Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. Today, we're going to go over a bit of football terminology that you're likely to hear as you listen to the coverage of the NFL Draft, Free Agency, various podcasts, and YouTube channels that you're going to see over the course of the next few months. What does it mean that nickel is the new base defense? And do the distinctions between a 4-3 and a 3-4 scheme no longer matter? All right. If you've been watching The Athletic Football Show or anything from PFF over the course of the last five to ten years, you are not new to this phrase or this concept. But for those of you that do get all your football knowledge from me for some reason, I'm going to do a quick rundown of the two schemes functionally as most teams run them what the functional difference is schematically and in terms of the personnel used in the front seven and whether the fact that most teams are now in nickel the vast majority of the time as their base defense actually makes their so-called base defense irrelevant. Spoiler alert, it does not. When naming a defensive front, the first number is the number of down linemen, and the second is the number of linebackers. So a 3-4 defense has three down linemen and four linebackers. 3-4, 34. Of course, two of those linebackers play on or very close to the line of scrimmage. Outside the tackles, but their hands are not on the ground, so they're not considered linemen according to whoever came up with the arbitrary distinction back in the... 70s (laughs) basically along this line of scrimmage on the outside you'll have two edges in the 235 to 270 pound range as far as weight goes they're typically athletic freaks for whatever their weight is in that range and they rush the passer hold the edge and drop into coverage inside those two you'll have two more defensive linemen in the kind of 285 to 305 range depending on the team the player the exact specifics of the scheme that they run These guys can be pass rushers like J.J. Watt was, or they can be there more to push the pocket and stop the run, kind of like Steelers tend to use the guys in this spot. And then there's that giant man in the middle, the uh, nose tackle, and how fat he is varies, again, depending on the specific team, but if there is a 350-pound guy on the field, that's this guy. Uh, For most teams... This toilet clogger is the guy who comes out when they go into their nickel defense the vast majority of the time, or at least that's how it works in Madden, and we all know that is the arbiter of of all things football. A 4-3 defense has four down linemen and three off-ball linebackers. Uh, Along the line, the edges are usually in the 260 to 280 range. 
again, there are, there are outliers, but I'm just stereotyping here. Inside those two, uh, there will be kind of a littler guy and a bigger guy. The littler guy is usually referred to as a three technique. That's at like 290 to 305-ish in most cases. Uh, he's the explosive guy on the inside. These are the defensive line combine phenoms. And beside him is, again, a nose tackle. Well, But in this case, we're usually looking more around 325, not 350. Because he still has to be able to move a little bit more. So that's your alignment difference between the two formations, 34, 43. There are other base defenses, but those are the big two, and the rest are usually just variations on the themes presented by those two, or they're named after what the secondary is doing, not the front. And that's a different video for later. Uh, these are like your Tampa 2s. That's a 3-4 defense in a cover 2 that does a couple specific things in coverage different from the norm. Uh, your wide nines, that's a 4-3 where the edges are way to the outside and the tackles. Your, your old school Steelers zone blitz was just a 4-3 defense where instead of being in man coverage when you blitzed, you were in zone coverage. And at the time, that was revolutionary and amazing. Uh, most of those have about a five-year shelf life. <laughs> and And then if anyone is still running them, it is a drastically altered version that isn't the same as the original. Uh, but the actual difference between the concepts, the 4-3 and 3-4, is in the way that they stop the run and the way that they rush the passer. In the 3-4, the linemen fire directly into the chest plate of the offensive lineman in front of them, and they have the responsibility to play the gap on either side of that lineman wherever the ball goes. The edges fire off the edge or they drop into coverage and the linebackers cover whichever gaps the linemen don't handle in front of them. If the offense passes the ball, the linemen have a two-way go to go after the quarterback or they're expected to push the offensive lineman into the quarterback's lap. That's the two ways that you can run that defense. And when I say there are two types of defenses thematically, and I say this all the time, so get used to it. And you'll probably hear a lot in the offseason. There is one defense that builds a wall and one defense that punches through the offense's wall. This is the wall-building defense. The 4-3, on the other hand, is typically the one that punches through the wall. The edges go outside the offensive tackles. The three technique rushes the A gap or the B gap to his side. And the nose or one technique just takes the A gap on the other side. They're not firing into the chest of the offensive lineman in front of them, uh, but at most, kind of the shoulder pad to the side of the gap that they're going through. Players that aren't very good try to bypass the guy entirely, but like particularly on the interior, that, that doesn't really work. <laughs> and, and teams will just see what you're doing. So it's usually you're trying to go through kind of like right about here. Whereas with that 3-4, you're firing like directly right into this spot and trying to push. And then wherever the ball goes, shed. Whereas with the 4-3, it is right here and go over, go under, whatever it is you're doing to do your move to get kind of through that side of the offensive lineman. So whether there are three linebackers or four or two, <laughs> the, the types of players a team is likely to draft 
comes from whether the the basis of their defense is four three or three four in terms of of that run defense. Like the gap shooting three tech who weighs two hundred eighty pounds, is six foot one, has short arms, just is not going to be drafted by a team that runs a two gap style of defense firing directly into the chest because that guy just gets eaten in that defense uh, because his first action on every snap gets him to a spot he physically can't get out of. An example from Lions recent past, uh, people were screaming from the high heavens that the Matt Patricia Lions should draft Ed Oliver. And that was just dumb. Uh, <laughs> like, He's the perfect guy for your 4-3-3 technique role. At least he kind of has eventually figured out that how to do that. But his lack of power and his inability to hold the point of attack inside in the run game specifically made him a guy with no spot in Patricia's 3-4 base run scheme, which means that they would have been drafting in the top 10 a third down and two-minute drill-only player for that defense. He just never would have gotten on the field. And this is how you're going to spot kind of lazier mock drafts. Uh, Team X that runs a 4-3 needs a pass rusher, so they'll take the 230-pound guy to play as their 4-3 base defense edge in round one. The guy doing that doesn't know more than you about the team he's talking about. (laughs) Most of us don't, frankly. Like... I know more about the Lions than most people. I don't know more about, say, the Browns and the specifics of their organization than most people. Uh, it's one of the reasons I don't do a lot of 32-team draft content. I'm not anywhere near as familiar with those other teams as I am with the Lions. So you probably shouldn't care who I think the Bills are going to take in the draft. Like I'm probably going to do some mocks at some point just as an exercise because it's kind of fun. But that's not my gig. So you'll get imperfect picks at best from me. I do one at least one like in the week before the draft. It's it's just a fun thing. I'll probably never talk about it again after the draft. I don't expect to be right. I don't pretend I'd be better connected than I am around the league. I'm just reading the bones that I roll and kind of telling you what they say. (laughs) But as with all magic and folklore based analysis, I'm going to be wrong more than I'm right about other teams draft strategies like hell i get one or two guys every second or third season for the lions and i spend more time on this than a person should just just thinking about that kind of stuff but back to why three four and four three matter for draft coverage still like if your team runs a four three style defense they're likely to take explosive linemen over powerful linemen they're likely to take faster and lighter off-ball linebackers because those guys are less likely to be getting blocked by an offensive lineman in that scheme. And these are generalities. There are exceptions, but like a 4-3 defense tends to stress athleticism down the middle more than power. If your team runs a 3-4, the center is defined by power. Two-gap run defense is about owning the man in front of you physically. The linebackers have offensive linemen taking free runs at them by design. Bigger interior guys, bigger linebackers, but then much smaller edges are acceptable. 
And not all nickel formations end up looking the same. Like the Madden nickel formation, which is what most people think of when they think nickel, is four down linemen, two linebackers, a slot corner, two outside corners, and a safety. It's the 4-3 defense minus one linebacker. It sacrifices run defense by having one less guy defending the run and one more off covering a slot receiver or something like that. That's how 4-3 teams do tend to run their nickel packages, but you'll also hear the term big nickel occasionally. That refers to when a team's playing a third safety rather than a slot corner, and that's a lot closer to what the Lions do. Rather than the like five foot ten, one hundred and eighty pound traditional slot corner, this is a slot corner who also brings it in the run game. But that's also not the only way to run nickel, and like that archetype has gone kind of by the wayside as nickel defense has become more prevalent because it is incredibly weak against the run. Like the four two is definitely not a good base nickel defense in that regard, at least. Like you'll see a lot of three four teams do is they'll like take those two like three hundred pound they call them defensive ends and they'll kind of pinch them in tighter. Usually they play kind of closer to the tackle, but they'll just take them and put them directly over top of the basically the guard, and then they'll pinch in also with their edges, and then only have one off ball linebacker. So it's basically like a five one defense as opposed to that four two. It's also referred to as a bear front, uh, but that's just really any alignment where there are three defensive tackles, where there's an in their head up on both guards and a center. On early downs, like they'll bring a safety up into that missing linebacker spot. If they need the extra run support, like that's the thing. If you have the guys to stop the run out of this formation, like you have a hat on a hat in terms of your lineman and their lineman, then you have a linebacker coming in to make the tackle. You have safeties behind him. But if you need to bring a guy up, you bring a guy up and it sacrifices. Obviously, there's one less guy at the back end. So that gives the opportunity for big plays in the passing offense, which is why you don't typically want to do that. But that's kind of how they deal with stopping the run out of nickel. You saw Ifiatu Melifonwu do this a fair amount during the season. Like he was kind of in that safety slash linebacker spot. And they didn't do it all the time, but they did do it at times. Like you don't see a bunch of four three teams whipping out bare fronts randomly because it suddenly asks their players to do very different things. Uh, another variation the Lions did on this was kind of slide the nose and one of the defensive tackles into the gap outside of that. And then rather than an edge, they would put like Jack Campbell or Derek Barnes on the outside. And they would usually drop into coverage, but sometimes rush. So even though every team runs nickel, there are different kinds of nickel defenses and they utilize different player archetypes generally based on the base defense that the team's defensive philosophy actually comes from. So like everything is more fluid than it used to be, but a team that runs a base 4-3 isn't going to draft a 350 pound nose tackle very often. They're not going to take that two down thumper linebacker because that's a role that just doesn't exist in that defense anymore. Uh, and a three, four team is probably not taking Ed Oliver or Kalajikansi because those guys don't really have 
the ability to play two-gap run defense particularly well. Because the real secret to running nickel as your base defense is that you have to be able to stop the run with six people instead of seven. Like you need to be running a six-man box as opposed to a seven-man box and still successfully stopping the run. That's why the Lions place value on run defense so highly from their defensive linemen. Because if six guys can get the job done that used to require seven, the defense has an extra guy in coverage. And now, for the Lions, that guy is Brian Branch. So you definitely want him on the field as much as possible because from that position, he takes advantage of what those linemen are doing and creates tackles for loss. And is an ex just a, a spectacular coverage player. So to conclude the topic, while teams do not run a 4-3 or a 3-4 as their actual base defense the majority of the time, the designation still tells you what kind of players they're likely to draft or sign in free agency, particularly in the linebacker core and along the defensive line. Have a great day. Let's bring it here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Right. <laughs> You've had enough of that shit.